1: Good morning. It is Thursday, June 8th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC. You're shaking your head no. Uh, no,
0: I'm not shaking my head. No, I'm just, I'm bobbling with enthusiasm. Okay. Because today, Casey, yeah, yeah. at 9.30, uh-huh. we begin the first <laughs> story of- times? Yes, we will begin the first of many story times mm-hmm. on what it was like to work around Mike Pence, mm-hmm. work under Mike Pence, mm-hmm. talk about other people who- uh, worked with mike pence and we just have a rousing rousing story for you the first of what will be many because well he's running for president now and the people of this great state have the right to know exactly how mike pence governed the state of indiana and what better way to get that out there than for somebody who was actually there
1: hey did you happen to stay up and watch his uh, town hall on cnn last <laughs> night
0: you're asking me, that I stay up to listen to Mike Pence? They devoted like two hours for
1: post-analysis. <laughs> and that's when I...
2: <clears throat>
1: but you know what? It's like you wake up and you think, oh, okay, what today? Of, of course, we're dealing with the haze from the wildfires coming in from Canada. And and it made me think, okay, what what today? What's going to happen today? What am I going to have to deal with, Right. Imagine you're Donald Trump. Yes. You have to wake up and there's something new every single day.
0: But you are operating and you're wonderful and talented and amazing. And I love that you're my radio partner. But you are making a mistake here. You are operating as a normal human being Uh, when you uh, say that. Is
1: that the difference?
0: The, The difference is Donald Trump feeds off attention. He feeds off drama. It doesn't have to be good attention. It can be bad attention. It is just as long as you are getting giving him attention. He look at look at the guy's life. The guy lost a billion dollars at one point in his life, Casey. Mm-hmm. He made a billion dollars, he lost a billion dollars, he made the money back. There's nothing you're going to do that's going to actually worry Donald Trump. He is it is It is dinner theater, and Mm -hmm. he is the primetime performer at the Beef and Boards who you've been waiting for months to see, and you are, and rightfully so, going, wow, this would just be exhausting. He is exhausting.
1: Well, thank you. You're a darling for calling me normal. But (laughs) federal prosecutors have notified him that he is a criminal target and he's likely going to be indicted. And I just got to think every day with him. is What am I dealing with today? So this is what's
0: super interesting. Just the news reported this, that Trump had been told that he's about to be indicted Mm -hmm. and everybody ran with it. And, and, oh, no, this is over the special, the uh, classified, the classified documents. documents. Now, apparently, if you're Joe Biden, you can waltz out with classified documents when you're a U.S. senator, not sure. even the president. Sure, sure. Which there is no open to interpretation on whether you could handle them outside of the area he or not. You can't just
1: wish that away as a senator uh, or n- a vice president. No,
0: but if you are Trump and you are the president, and there's actually maybe a case to be made. Is it a strong case? Is it a weak case? I don't know. I'm not an attorney. But you will go directly to jail, but if you do this for 45 to 50 years as Joe Biden, well— hey, we're glad you're our president.
1: Okay, so there, Donald Trump and his team, they're saying that, you know what, Bill Clinton concluded a uh, president has broad and unchallenged power to determine which documents from his presidency can be kept personally and which ones can't. And that is what Donald Trump is saying. Hey, it's been good for everybody else going years and decades back, but it's not good for me?
0: This is stupid. Just like the Stormy <laughs> Daniels stuff. Is stupid, Mm -hmm. and what you are seeing is another example of the government, the law enforcement arm of the federal government, weaponizing itself. Now, again, there are some really, really, really good people who work in the federal government in law enforcement, FBI, CIA. Have no doubt, are patriots and love their country. But the upper brass of the federal government is actively and has been actively working for the past eight years now, since Donald Trump came down that escalator and declared he's running for president to destroy Donald Trump. And it, it I mean, it is stupid stuff when they, they make, I mean, a whole bunch of it just has been made up. It's been just proven it was completely made up. And so now they are looking for any sort of gray area or open terp, inter, to interpretation to say, let's get him on that.
1: Yeah, even the American Bar Association just last year agreed with Trump that presidents have broad authority to formally declassify most documents.
0: Now, here's what's the most fascinating part of all of this. So, Just the News ran with the story that Trump is going to be indicted. He's been told that he's going to be indicted. And Trump, this will shock you, Casey, he he went on the social (laughs) media. He had some thoughts. He went on social media. Uh And would you like to do a dramatic reading of his thoughts? You know I
1: do. You know I want to hear it.
0: Kevin, let it fly. has told me I'm being indicted. Of course. And I shouldn't. Because I've done nothing wrong. But I have assumed for years that I am a target of the weaponized DOJ and FBI. Starting with Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. The no collusion Mueller report. Impeachment hoax number one. Impeachment hoax number two. The perfect Ukraine phone call. Other scams and witch hunts. <laughs> I did that loudly because it's in all caps. Yes. I, I guess the rest of this is in all caps. A travesty of justice and election interference at a level never before seen. Republicans in Congress must make this their number one issue. Yes. Triple exclamation point. <laughs>
1: Wow. Take a breath. That was an excellent interpretation. I'm I'm proud of Donald Trump. He found where the caps lock key is yes. because this was not in all capital letters like he normally texts. Do you ever out.
0: have this on your phone where you will accidentally get locked into the all caps mm-hmm. and you're like I don't you I what, don't just want too this. Lazy to but impact. I'm just—it is too much effort to double-click the thing to un. And I'm on a it. roll. Just and go with it. Usually it's with Hammer or mm-hmm. Nigel, or I just don't care uh-huh. what the what, how it looks on the screen. Uh, good news, Casey.
1: But wait, there's more. He kept going.
0: <laughs> wow! This is turning out to be the greatest and most vicious. Instance of election interference in our nation's history remember i'm leading the sanctimonious big in the polls but more importantly i'm leading biden by a lot also and perhaps most importantly They are launching all of the many fake investigations against me, in all caps, right smack in the middle of my campaign, something which is unheard of and not supposed to happen, in all caps for the close. Mm -hmm. DOJ, FBI, New York AG, New York DA, Atlanta DA, (laughs) all fascists, exclamation point.
1: Ooh, you need to take a deep breath after that one. I'm sure he was breathing heavy when he was typing it as well. Okay, so he will be, <laughs> what, the, the first president who could be federally indicted. He did not, uh, it, it did not stop him from getting the prime slot. There's an upcoming uh, GOP rally in South Carolina. Yes. He got the 6 p.m. slot, and then Ron DeSantis got the 6.30 slot, and then they put Mike Pence even after both of them.
0: Uh, before we take a break, because we've got some great DeSantis audio mm-hmm. that we want to play when we come back. We have to thank our man, Officer yes. Brad is here today. Fantastic. The greatest darn officer in the whole world mm-hmm. brought us some Jack's Donuts this morning. He did. He yeah. did. He's so generous. So we got to say thanks to Officer Brad. And when we come back, we got Ronda Santos. It's Kendall and Casey on 93
3: WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy.
1: listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We do have story time coming up. Uh, Rob's story time about Mike Pence. But trending this morning, of course, the air quality. The Indiana Department of Environmental Management has issued a air quality action day again today as uh, particles and smoke traveling across the state. That's due to those Canadian wildfires. This is happening throughout South Bend, Fort Wayne, Indianapolis, Muncie, and Cincinnati. Uh, this air can irritate your lungs, cause rest Respiratory issues. They're suggesting you stay inside or mask up if needed. President Biden did speak with uh, Justin Trudeau and offered federal support to respond to the wildfires that are burning in Canada. And it's supposed to get even worse as uh, things are lighting up in Toronto. Also trending this morning: Tim Scott. He said something really. Controversial. This is a 30-second video ad, and I believe the word that we're looking for here is accountability.
2: I'm about to say something really controversial in Joe Biden's America. If you're able-bodied,
0: you work. If you take out a loan, you pay it back. And if you commit a violent crime, you go to jail. And if you're a man, you should play sports against men. America needs more victors and less victims. I'm Tim Scott and I prove this message because these aren't just conservative values. They're American values. And as president, I will defend them.
1: Okay, and finally trending this morning, we have Pat Robertson. He is the religious broadcaster who also helped make religion central to the Republican Party politics in America. He has passed away at age 93. And it's largely due to him that we can thank uh, we can thank him for all of these politicians spending so much time in Iowa. Yeah. He's the one who started that back in the late 80s.
0: Can I just go back to Tim Scott for a second? Sure. He is a heck of an impressive candidate. Mm-hmm. Like if you did not have, Trump in the race, and I'm saying this even with DeSantis in the race. I think Tim Scott ultimately propels himself to front runner status in the in this of this of the rest of the field and I'm including DeSantis in there mm-hmm. I think if Trump were not in the race now I think DeSantis gets a huge benefit from there's a lot of people who say we don't want Trump we got to coalesce around a guy DeSantis is the most palatable because he the conservatives like him so we maybe can coalition build the liberty and freedom people like him because of the COVID stuff Tim Scott mm-hmm. is is uh is a rock star man. I mean, his message is great. He's likable. If, if Trump were not in this race, I think he would, he would actually be the, the Republican nominee.
1: I think that there's going to be a big battle between him and Mike Pence for the evangelical vote, because a lot of people are upset with Mike Pence and, uh, especially the Trump voters. They're going to turn away from Mike Pence. And if they're looking for somebody, it's, it's Tim Scott.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, Speaking of Ron DeSantis, Mm -hmm. He is, uh, of course, out on the, I'd say the trail, but he went to the border.
1: Yeah, he went to Southern Arizona yesterday. This was his first visit to the border as a candidate.
0: So he has now been to the border in less than two weeks as a candidate for president, as many times as Joe Biden has been to the border in his 50 years in public office. Yes, this is true. What? Let's say that out loud. So Ron DeSantis, as a candidate for president, which is what, been two weeks now, Mm -hmm. if that, has now been to the border as many times as Joe Biden has been in 50 years as a U.S. senator, vice president, and now president of the United States.
1: Yep, you got that right. And you know, the border czar, Kamala Harris. Yes. You know where she's at? She's going to the Bahamas.
0: So she's going south. <laughs> yes, of course she's going to the Bahamas. Different place. why wouldn't you go to the Bahamas?
1: Right, exactly. Well, she's going to go talk about climate change.
0: Oh, yes, ab- mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, Tony was talking about the climate change thing this morning, and I don't mean to veer off of this, but he made a, just a great point about this, um, that when the, when the climate weirdos started 50 years ago, it was global cooling. That was the whole thing. The first Earth Day, mm-hmm. and there's, a, I believe, a very famous cover of Time magazine talking about this in the moment, that the Ice Age, it was going to be ice. The wor- world was going to be encapsulated in, in ice. It was going to be Ice Age. Global cooling is the thing we have to, to worry about. That didn't work.
1: There was acid rain, too, at one point.
0: Then it became global warming mm-hmm. and we're all still here i mean when was that concert for whatever that gore did in the middle part of the 2000s where it was live aid 2.0 right and you were told at the time there's going to be polar bears floating down indiana avenue because of global warming by the year 2010 and we're all still here. So now it's this thing where they just use the term climate change Sure. because just like everything else the left does, they can weave that into whatever box they need it to be in the moment they need it to be the thing. These people are liars. They are so full of Crap! And if you are a person who is stupid enough to believe these people, I feel sorry for you. Rant over.
1: Well, a lot of people are saying, actually, these wildfires in Canada are because of the climate change activists, the environmentalists, because they have been rallying against the prepared burns. They have not had Canada do that, and now they're taking off on their own, and we're all dealing with it.
0: So to come back to the point of all this, DeSantis was at the border, and he laid into the Biden administration.
2: We have a a great country. Uh, We've got a proud history. uh, But this country is falling on its face with respect to ensuring the sovereignty of our country. And you see the the damage that's been done um, at the southern border. Uh, We've been hearing about this problem for many, many years, uh, many, many decades, and yet it's probably as bad as it's ever been uh, right now. Uh, I think that this has been a massive dereliction of duty by the the president. Uh, You know, you're the president, you would think that you would take a sense of pride in ensuring that the territorial integrity of your country is actually respected. you think that if that wasn't the case, that you would feel that you would need to maybe do something about it. Instead, we've seen almost two and a half years uh, of disaster upon disaster. Um, And I don't know how you could just sit there and let the country uh, be overrun with millions and millions of people coming illegally and massive amounts of drugs coming in.
1: Okay, so he's really in a fight now with Gavin Newsom as well because he has organized a few more flights taking some migrants from Texas to California. And uh, he said, uh, you know, they're all okay with it until suddenly it's in their yard and they have to do it. It's like Eric Adams. He wanted to have New York be the sanctuary city. And then when they get overrun with the migrants, he's telling citizens to start housing them. Right. You know, it's all good until it's in your backyard. NIMBY.
0: We used to call those people when I was an elected official, NIMBY, not in my backyard. That's it. People. All right, Casey, Mm -hmm. when we come back. It
1: was his special
0: day. Yesterday was Mike Pence's special day. He declared he's running for president. You know my rule. I give people their day to have that with their friends and their family, but Mm -hmm. it is no longer that day. And when we come back, I will begin telling stories that I have been waiting upwards of 10 years to tell. We will start talking talking about what it was like to work under, around, and for Mike Pence. Let's go, Casey! It's Kendall
1: Casey on 93 WIBC.
2: A long, long time ago...
1: <laughs> I can still remember. It is story time so this song's appropriate. It is 9:33. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Mike Pence launched his campaign for president yesterday. He said Donald Trump shouldn't be president again after putting himself above the Constitution, but then he was asked about the possible indictment against Trump and he kind of waffled a little bit. He, he really didn't commit one way or the other, which is kind of a Mike Pence thing to do, it seems like.
0: It is totally a Mike Pence thing to do. And we've been talking about this for a while now, that when Mike Pence declared he was running for president, that we would begin these many, many stories I have from my two years working either under him Mm -hmm. uh, in the professional licensing agency as the state pharmacy board director or having to interact with him when I was in the state auditor's office. And I'm doing this because the people have the right to know about who's running to lead this country. And if anything I say, we're not going to tell these stories in any specific order or any specific day. You know, this campaign is going to take many months and things will happen. It will spark various things that remind me of things. It will trigger a memory. So it's not in any level of importance Mm -hmm. or any, you know, emphasis, but, um, you have the right to know how Mike Pence governed the state. And I have a unique opportunity to tell these stories. And I tell them to you because I'm sure many of these same things, and I'm sure it's infinitely worse under Holcomb now. I can't imagine the things that I experienced and how much worse it's probably gotten under Holcomb. I did not, Casey, and we'll put this out there, I did not seek to ever be in the state government. I was perfectly happy. I was running a very successful business. I was sleeping till noon. I was eating SpaghettiOs for breakfast. I was (laughs) living the life, Mm -hmm. Casey. And I was asked to join state government, and I did so because... I was a true believer. I freely admit this. Before I went into the state government, I was absolutely, naively, a true believer in the whole Mike Pence charade. The speeches, the cadence, the gravitas. I mean, look, it's hard to believe. You say, wow, Rob Kendall was naive 100%. I bought it hook, line, and sinker. If he'd have been selling Elixir, I'd have been buying it by the case.
1: Okay, I'm glad you said that because- There are many people who have said you used to be a big fan. In fact, there's a picture of you and Mike Pence on the back cover of your book.
0: Yes. And I think what, if anything, it gives validity to what I'm telling you because I was. Working in and around and under Mike Pence, those two years, people say, why are you the way that you are? (laughs) Those two years, 2013 to 2015, forever changed how I view government, how I view the Republicans. I used to believe, Casey, that there were white hats and black hats. Mm -hmm. I believed that the Republicans were the good guy, that there was a difference. And then I was proven time and time and time again for two years— just as wrong as I could possibly be.
1: You had quite an eye-opening education.
0: And I tell these stories because I want you to know, because again, I'm sure many of them are still going on. Here's what I found about Mike Pence. Mike Pence, the person, and I'm not saying I hung out at Pence's house or we went to the Bellagio together. I had totally, from a professional state government interaction standpoint. Mike Pence may be a very nice guy. I don't know him very well personally. But it is easy to be a quote-unquote nice guy when you're always the guy, Mm -hmm. when you're always getting your way, when you are always insulated from responsibility for the choices that you make. And what I found with Mike Pence from a governance standpoint is we, we have used the term here playing government.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mike Pence was playing government.
1: Well he's wanted to be president since he was in college.
0: Mike Pence loved the idea of giving the speech. He loved the applause. Mm-hmm. He loved the idea that he could walk down the street from us here to McCormick and Schmick's and there would be a line of security guards behind him and it was a big deal when he was here and it was the presentation was as though Elvis Presley had entered the arena. He wanted that, he needed that. That's what government was uh, about to him, was the show Mm -hmm. and the presentation and the bravado and the applause and the gravitas that came with being the guy. The reality is though, Casey, that being the guy means you gotta get your hands dirty. It means you've got to do the things that are the nitty-gritty details. You have to engage in every facet of your policy because your policies often affect every corner of the state. And I found Mike Pence to be an incredibly uninquisitive un- person, a guy who would issue edicts without understanding them, a guy who would issue orders without knowing the actual impact, without the details. And when you do that, you end up with awful government in the process. And that is why, and again, if anything I say over the next several months or how long story hour lasts, (laughs) if any person who worked for Mike Pence Mm -hmm. wants to come on and say, no, that's absolutely not true, we have an open seat there for you. If anybody wants to contradict the stories that I tell, and they won't be able to because they're true. We will offer them the ability to come on and do that. Okay. So, story number one. or we just want to just kick this off? Here we go. Ready to go? Yeah. So, and this is actually Casey. The reason I left state government. So, Ooh, so for okay. people to understand the order on this. I worked for the state auditor's office. I had the pleasure of working for not one, not two, but three state auditors in six months. And there'll be story hour on that and what happened there (laughs) soon enough. But apparently I did such a good job there that they, they being the Pence administration, which may also makes it hard for them to say, well, this is just a guy with a grudge. They promoted me to be the pharmacy board director. So I apparently did such a good job in the one job they promoted me to the other job. In that job, it was it was governed. The professional licensing agency is serves under the governor. They serve at the behest of the governor. It's executive branch agency. And what they do, Casey, is they license all these things. Doctors and lawyers and pharmacists mm-hmm. and barbers and all all of these things that uh, it, is, it, is a, it is a giant money grab. And we've talked about this before, that yeah. it, is, it is just a money grab for the state. And what I mean by this is if, if you're a pharmacist, you have to pay a fee every so often to be a pharmacist. And the professional licensing agency, which is an executive branch, it's under the governor, guises it by saying, well, we have to police your agency. We have to make sure that uh, you're getting your education and that you're not uh, doing things that would be harmful to the public. And there's a cost to do this. The reality is, though, that that office, the majority of that money does not go to the professional licensing agency. It doesn't go to oversee lawyers or doctors or pharmacists. Most of that money is pilfered from the professional licensing agency. It actually all goes to the General Assembly, and then the General Assembly uses that for various legalized vote-buying uh, operations mm-hmm. and gives a fraction of that back to the professional licensing agency to do. It's a scam. It's a giant scheme and a scam. And I remember going in there and seeing that and going, What in the heck is this? Mm-hmm. And so what happens is the state mandates all of these rules and all of these things that the people who work in the professional licensing agency have to oversee. But they don't allocate the resources to oversee the things that they're supposed to oversee. And what happens in agencies like that, then, is you have incredibly dedicated people who work their backsides off every single day Mm -hmm. for pennies on the dollar, Mm -hmm. and they are tired, and they are frustrated, and they are forced to go above and beyond on a daily basis to do the work of sometimes four or five people. Okay. When Mike Pence was governor, he did a big announcement about, hey, we're going to a merit pay system because we're going to use the private sector principles to reward people who go above and beyond for the taxpayers of the state of Indiana. Sure. Do a good job. You'll be rewarded. And again, naive me.
1: Oh, yes. Great. Okay, this is wonderful.
0: When it came time for me as the director for the Professional Licensing Agency to do evaluations of my employees, mm-hmm. I had two workers. One was a, a an older woman who was taking care of her aged mother, and the other was a, a mother with multiple kids, and they busted their backside to do this, Yeah, to do the work of four or five people in some cases. So it comes time for me to do the valuations and you're filling out the forms. And I couldn't wait to say these people have exceeded all expectations. They stay late. They come in early. They multitask. If anybody deserves the top level raise, Mm -hmm. it is these two people absolutely, without a doubt, and without discussion. So I fill it out. I sign the form. I submit it, send it in. A couple days later, one of the uh, toadies who Mike Pence had appointed to be management over there at the professional licensing agency comes back to me and goes, you got to change these people's evaluations. Oh. So what do you mean I got to change these people's evaluations?
1: You know something that I don't know that didn't do a good job? So I
0: I see these people every day. Sure. And uh, is there something nefarious going on that I'm unaware of? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, then, why would I change their evaluations? Yeah. Well, we've already spent the merit pool. Oh. I said, what do you mean you've spent the merit pool? I didn't even know there was a pool. Nobody, there was no, in Mike Pence's announcement, there's a pool. And if so, who got the pool? Yeah. Because if the premise was to reward the state employees, the big announcement for Mike Pence, we're rewarding the best of the best Mm -hmm. in state government. Mm -hmm. If... You've already spent the pool. Then who did better than these people did? And by the way, they really need the money yeah. because they're not here for the money mm-hmm. and they deserve it. Yeah. Well, it turned out, Casey, the top brass, the management people, oh. the upper risers, mm-hmm. they had given themselves exceeds oh. expectations. Okay. And, uh, well, they were making a lot more. So their percentage increase, mm-hmm. obviously, dollars wise, would be a lot higher. And that is the moment, Casey, and shortly thereafter, I turned in my resignation, and I walked away forever from state government, because what Mike Pence did was he lied to the people of the state of Indiana. He wasn't rewarding the people who worked the hardest or worked the best. He didn't say anything about a pool in his big announcement. I remember he did a big video, and it was, you know, the state workers, it's a new frontier. Mm-hmm. He was rewarding his friends, yeah, and he was lying to the public. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't even know if Mike Pence knew there was a pool, because that's how Mike Pence did things. He just said, make it happen, and he disseminated without any access to the details, or knowledge of the details, or fighting for the details. So I don't, to this day, know if Mike Pence even knows that there was a merit pool, but gosh darn it, the people he appointed sure right, did. Right, And you are the company you keep, and exactly. you are the people you appoint, mm-hmm. and those women got totally screwed.
1: Did those women stay on after you left?
0: Uh... They were there, I believe, at least six months later. I kind of lost, started losing track of mm-hmm. those people because you know these are people who had been there in the one woman's case, I think 20 plus years. Wow. She was a perf and a pension and mm-hmm. everything else invested mm-hmm. in there. So these are the sort of stories, Casey, that we're mm-hmm. going to tell people that I've been waiting a long time to tell people because that broke my heart. And I, that day I said to myself, I cannot in good conscience yeah. stay here and screw these people over. So I chose to leave, and that was uh, just story number one of, of story such, time.
1: Such gaslighting to these poor people. They're doing a good job, they're working hard, and you're told, change their evaluation so we're not obligated to pay them more, because we already use that money for other people. I mean, that, that had to affect their mental health.
0: I'm, I'm sure it did. Yeah. And they knew what had happened. Hmm. And that is not how it's supposed to work. So those are the sort of mm-hmm. stories we're gonna tell. We got okay. a lot of them in the the vault. We'll bring them out at, at various times. It uh It seems like uh, from the interaction here I'm seeing on the various media sources that people are kind of enjoying those stories. And again, if that is untrue, if there really wasn't a merit pool, if uh, I wasn't told to change the people's evaluations, if uh, any of that didn't happen, if any of the people who were with Mike Pence at the time would like to refute that, we will gladly give you the opportunity to come on here and and do anything that we talk about uh, over the coming months on this
1: show. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. It is 948. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey on ninety-three WIBC. So rumors are flying on Twitter with claims that Mel Gibson is currently working on a four-point, four-part documentary, and this documentary is going to be about Jeffrey Epstein.
0: This, I'm, I'm on board with this, hundred percent.
1: Do you think it's going to happen though? Well, I mean, I don't know if this is real.
0: Uh, look, I mean, if anybody would make a great documentary on Jeffrey Epstein, now I use great in the sense of not that there's anything great about Jeffrey Epstein, but in terms of pulling the mask back mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, really exposing not only what he did, but potentially who was involved yeah. with, you know, Epstein Industries and who was on those flights and who went to Epstein Island mm-hmm Mel Gibson strikes you as the sort of guy who could get to the bottom of it.
1: Okay, so the person who originally tweeted this out that this was happening has tweeted out a lot of different things that aren't necessarily true. Like this same person, the person named Matt Wallace, 888. He said that Elon Musk and Taylor Swift are officially together. So, I I don't know. He's just joking. But he came out and he said that, you know, Mel Gibson is working on this documentary. He's going to expose the $34 billion child trafficking market. And other people are saying, yeah, it's time to expose the truth. What's going on here? And when people realize... That the government's involved in this and not protecting our children, well, there's going to be no mercy.
0: Well, and isn't it fascinating, and we've talked about this many times, how somebody went to that island, Mm -hmm. and this guy's dead, and the other woman's in prison, Mm -hmm. and nobody knows, other than Prince Andrew, basically who the people were, and, you know, money talked with him, and, you know, he got a settlement or whatever, but how is that possible That there are all of these supposed victims, alleged victims, and I have no, absolutely no reason to doubt any of their stories because there's a lot of corroborating evidence with their stories. But why, how, how could there be, have been no arrests? I hope it's true.
1: I hope he's doing it. And if that's the case, boy, Mel Gibson needs to watch his six because they'll be coming after him. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Tony Kinnett is going to join us next.